You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hi, everyone. We're back for another session of In the Open. So we're doing a whole series on grief. And today we're going to be talking about the idea that it's not better on the other side. Bargaining. Yeah, bargaining. You always think things are better over there. They don't have it the same as I do. So, you know, what comes to mind immediately when I think about this is the fact that I I think I said this to Teresa, you know, you're like, oh, their lawn is better. It's so much greener. I'm like, yeah, dude, they just paid somebody to pave all that fake grass. It's not better. It just looks nicer. Uh, It's fake. That's where I think uh, the conversation has to start. So what what I think is interesting about bargaining is when you're in denial, you're we talked about that in the last episode and denial is just like, this isn't happening or it's never going to get better or just no, not, not going to think about this, not going to lean into it. But then when you do lean into it, bargaining is an interesting space because you're saying, I'm going to think about this, but I'm not going to think about it for me. <laughs> I'm just going to think about it for other people. And in a way where, it feels okay and safe because I'm just saying like, oh, I wish that I didn't have the family I had, or I wish I lived in another country, or I wish I was born a man. Yeah. I wish, what else? What else do we grieve? I wish I- Well, if I could have only done X thing, it wouldn't have been this way. Mm, The guilt you feel. Yeah. If I would have listened to what somebody else said, maybe I wouldn't be in this situation. So th- so there are two sides of bargaining. Maybe there are multiple sides, but the two we're talking about are wishing you were literally somewhere else. And then the other one is processing through it to alleviate some of the guilt you feel <laughs> about the loss that you experienced or. I don't know so much that it's the guilt. Because when somebody dies, it's not like you are guilty, but you feel guilty. You feel, why do we feel guilty? Because of control? Like, do I say, well, I wish... If I left my house five minutes later, I wouldn't have run that. I, that person wouldn't have run that light, and then I we wouldn't have gotten that car accident. But you're like, is that about control? I don't think so. I think it's it's more about you're trying to grasp at this idea that there are so many possibilities that maybe could have led for us to have avoided the situation entirely. And it's not guilt. I think it is, it's, it's acceptance. Or is it all of those things? Because we already talked about how grief can be, you can grieve different things. If you're grieving an, an accident and the loss of something versus grieving a lost expectation, bargaining, why did you say acceptance? Like, okay, I'm going to tell you why. I get to this place of I've tried to divvy out the responsibility for this in so many ways. It's this person's fault or I could have done this differently. So the only way for me to get to a somewhat balanced state of of thought is for me to just say, okay, it is what it is. Nothing that I do is going to make it different. And in that same kind of vein, it's like this little monster that sits and says, 
it's like the one that you have to fight really it's the one well no you see you see those people over there they're handling this completely different than you are but okay well so but i think you're saying like in order to get to acceptance you are wrestling in in the bargaining stage you're wrestling with responsibility and change yeah. and so in some ways are you saying it is control and it is guilt and it is fear of like your responsibility or where you did have control. To me, that's what the, like, this is what undermines where, why I bargain. I'm trying to say, okay, well, if I'm not going to avoid this, then where did I have control? And your immediate brain was these, are these like weird, ridiculous ways that we had control? Like the what if is such a stupid way to bargain over control. Cause my brain wants me to go back to the past to try to change the past. Like I have some capability. <laughs> to time yeah. shift or and it's like so dumb like why does your brain do that you literally can't time travel so why do we spend so much time ruminating over time travel when we're grieving i think it's because of guilt and fear and control yeah i think you've nailed it because where i'm using the word responsibility responsibility ties to expectations ties to control why do we do that I think control can seem domineering, like, oh, if you have control, everything should be fine, you know. And or the only way to bargain with something that feels totally out of control is to make up something equally absurd, like time travel. Yeah, <laughs> that is a very likely possibility. Okay, because what is healthy bargain? Is there such a thing as healthy bargaining? I would say yes, there is. If it gets you to a place of comfort. I'm not saying that it's it's man am i saying that no i think you're right you're right but i think where you're landing is also important because you're saying that healthy bargaining helps you feel better but it doesn't change the facts of the situation yeah. your situation will still be as sucky as it will but healthy bargaining gives you at least some sense of hope maybe yeah it gives you a and sense comfort. of hope and comfort and it gives you a little bit of control because you're making that decision. I'm going to process this in this way. I don't think you actively think that I'm going to process this in this way. No, it just happens. And then you recognize maybe later that you've now engaged in this. Yeah, you're right. And I think that's why sometimes when people are dealing with you and they say, find something you can control. And your brain immediately goes, okay, what do I have control over? And even though what you can control is the tiniest thing and it won't make a difference, there is a part of you that takes a breath, right? I don't feel that tension inside of me. I don't feel that denial. I don't feel sadness or anger, but I am able to just take a breath. And in that small moment, does that reprieve from the tension of it? Is that what healing looks like? And you just have millions of those little things. So in the moment where you're like, when you're bargaining, you're going through what if, what if, and then somebody snaps you out of that and they're just like, yeah, it's okay for you to feel all those things. Okay. Recently, I'm going to just keep using climate change. This is climate change for me is the way that my depression manifests itself. <laughs> like okay. when I feel especially depressed, I think about existential crises and like why it doesn't matter that I live on this earth and the whole earth is going to blow up. Right. <laughs> and I'm so obsessed with climate change because I think it's 
a very interesting narrative for me about how I should just not even bother living anymore because the whole earth is going to blow up. <laughs> but when I bargain, I say, well, shouldn't we move? Mm. Which is so dumb because I'm like, okay, well, moving doesn't mean anything. I still have to live on this earth and the earth is going to blow up. So that's stupid. But I do. I do find some solace in being like, well, should we move or is somebody going to get us to Mars? I, I like I like that train of thought that you have where your brain is trying to give you some options about, yes, in the realm of the entire world, if you move to another place, you're still in the world. But there is something within that idea that potentially you have more control over about where you're going to be. So then maybe you're better protected. You may yeah. or the less... This is my recent favorite one because I've been asking people like, hey, when the world ends, what does it look like? And somebody told me the aliens will invade us. They're already here. What do you mean? And I was like, oh, that's interesting because if aliens invaded us, I might like that end of the world better than the end of the world in my brain that I'm afraid is going to happen. Where it automatically so just explodes. Or, and then what's the other side of it? So like if I'm bargaining because I'm imagining a world where it's better, I feel better. I feel relief. If I'm bargaining because I – if I'm doing the what if, because I think that what if is a different kind of bargaining. Like what am I trying to feel? Maybe I could have changed it. Like I think I think ultimately it's what could have been different. Well, what, you, and what's the end goal? If it feels different, like let's just – put ourselves in those shoes. If I'm like, if it feels different, you have a different outcome. Do you do the what if? Because at the end of your what if that person's alive and for a moment you have a vision of what it feels like for that person to be alive. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. I think part of this, this process, it's like um, your multiverse. <laughs> yeah. And this particular stage is you're, you're grasping at whatever sense of normalcy and quotes exists for you to a place where you're potentially saying, let me just think that all of these negative things haven't happened. Yeah. And if I am better at X thing, or if I could have done this, and and if I'm going to change, I'm going to be a happier person tomorrow, that something will, not instantaneously, but very you know, quickly manifests itself to be completely different. Mm -hmm. And then you feel a little tiny sense of glimmer of, oh, things things could go back to the way they were or everything's fine. Yeah, bargaining is your brain's way of trying to just feel good in the, in the enormous suffering that you're feeling. Yeah. It just wants to feel some form of good because it is hard to stay in pain. I don't know. I say go for it, you know. In society's perception of what grief processes should look like, so mm -hmm. much of grief processing looks like trying to get to the next stage as fast as you can. But what if we say, okay, what does leaning into bargaining look like? I love it. Just let yourself daydream. Is that the Pisces in me? <laughs> it might be because I feel like I would get to this place that I'm just like, you need to snap out of this. Like snap out of it, dude. Like, oh. you're not doing anything for yourself. But that's the Virgo in me. That's just like, don't feel anything, robot. I think what's a little unsettling about bargaining, too, is that some people may be more vocal 
at this stage and when you share like oh you know if we could have done this differently if we if we said this if i didn't say those words whatever the people around you get very unsettled by your inability to move forward yes they hate bargaining you're right people so they're just like god you keep saying that but nothing's changing and so in many ways i've gone through this and and during that time i've had to say just let me say what i need to say like let me pretend that all these things are going to make a difference in in the immediate future yeah how is it hurting that's really skillful <laughs> you're able to do that <laughs> i i have you're right i should just be like why not let me just be here it feels awesome to pretend like this isn't where i am because why the heck not mhm I'm just realizing in my life that I have not let myself bargain and the people in my life have not let me bargain. And instead of reclaiming power to bargain, I basically internalized all of their judgment and internalized it onto myself. The environment that exists around you and the people that are in that environment will impact how how well you can navigate as well, right? Some people are are more capable of just allowing you to be and process and go with the flow of how you're processing. And um you know for me I hate repetition like I hate something happens with my brain when people say the same thing again and again. So I have to very much so like stop myself before I say to somebody, you know you've said that before. Can you like move on? because it's their it's their way of dealing with whatever situation they're encountering. Yeah. And bargaining is really repetitive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you bargain a lot? No. Really? Yeah. I bargain a lot, but now I don't bargain out loud anymore because my life has told me not to. <laughs> <laughs> I bargain a ton. Do you really? In yeah, your day-to-day? all the time, all the time. My brain is basically living on a, a 24-hour cycle of what-ifs. <laughs> what if everything? I mean, that's what anxiety is. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a very different frame of reference. My brain will go there periodically, but very quickly, the other parts of my brain will be like, shut it down, sucker. Is that because your brain is healthier than mine or did you just learn better skills or are you not letting yourself bargain? Are you actually I, – I, I think I am more of a realist in some ways. Yeah. Because I don't think my brain is healthier. Hmm. It's just different. Yeah. I actually didn't even realize I was a bargainer until we're literally talking out loud like right now. Like you're thinking about it. Yeah, Yeah, I know. Oh, and you're oh like, everything God. I've ever done is this? Oh, what? my God. I'm basically stuck in stage two forever in my whole <laughs> life. Yeah. Stage one and two. Basically going back between stage one and two. One and two. Predominantly, right? Because I'm not full of anger. And I only get especially depressed when my episodes are depressing. And that my brain is literally trying to kill itself, which is very different than when I'm grieving. So if I'm grieving and I'm depressed, it's so hard. Screw it. Because yes, I'm stuck in that. But mostly in my life and when I'm grieving all the things that we grieve all the time, I am most definitely a denial bargainer cycler. I think you have anger in there. Dang, America. <laughs> that's not until the did. next session. Jeez. Uh, this because lady. Because I know I have anger. 
you do. How do you know that I do? <laughs> Wait till the next session. We'll see the anger rise. Uh, okay. Well, what I'm getting out of this conversation and maybe this whole series so far is like, I, I, I really appreciate that a lot of research has said, like, in order to truly heal, you have to fully experience and allow yourself to be in this space. Like, don't try to necessarily move on when something inside of your body tells you that you're trying to bargain. Ask yourself, like, what are you trying to do? Is it make you feel better and allow yourself that space? Like, mm-hmm. why not? You know? Yeah. I love that you said, like, you're just saying, you just push back to people. It's so silly that you're like, oh, I'm not a bargainer. But when somebody pushes back against you when you're bargaining, you clearly are like, I want to bargain. So let me do it. Let me do this now. It's yeah. cool. I mean, that's awesome. You say your brain wants you to move on, but your literal words told me that you also push back at people who who don't want to give you that space. And that's that's really awesome. It probably makes you way more healthy. You know, I yesterday, I think I heard something. Where, you know, our brain is so adept at protecting itself and protecting ourselves from damage mm-hmm. and pain that easily everything I've said could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always true. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to keep having conversations next week tied yeah. to this series of grief. Sit with us. Share your thoughts. Give us some things to think about. So with that, we're going to talk next week. Teresa, any final thoughts? No. My final thought was let yourself bargain because it feels good to daydream. Just do it. Yeah. And I love that you said push back. Don't take on people's shame to make you want to move on. Stay with it. Allow yourself to feel better. It's okay. All right. We're going to talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Keep fighting in the open, everyone. Bye. Bye.